0: Manx Radio Sport.
1: Good evening and welcome to Saturday Sport Classified on Manx Radio. I'm Dave Moore. Coming up, football, hockey and rugby. So the headlines tonight, Russian United's title hopes take a massive dent. The top two in the Women's Premier League in hockey fail to win. And Douglas are denied by a point in Regional 2 Northwest Rugby. We'll be hearing from Dave Christian and Ben Cunningham on rugby and hockey respectively later in the programme. Plus we'll be looking forward to tonight's FC Isle of Man game with commentator Rob Pritchard against Winsford United but before we do any of that we'll give you a classified check on today's local sporting results Starting with the E-CAP FA Cup and it was Corinthians 4, Braddon nil. In the Canada Life Premier League, Douglas High School All Boys 1, St John's United 2, Laxey 6, Russian United 3, Moran 2, Douglas Royal 2, Onken 1, Union Mills 5, and St George's nil. Peel 1. On to... DPS Limited, Division 2. And Castletown 13, Douglas Athletic Nil, Colby 1, Michael United 4. On to Canada Life Combination 1, Douglas Royal 1, Moran 1, Russian United 7, Laxey Nil, Union Mills Nil, Onken 8. And DPS Limited, Combination 2, Douglas and District 2, Braddon 2, Michael United 4, Colby 1. And moving on to rugby. And with Regional 2, North West, Douglas 22, Winnington Park 23. The Counties 3, ADM Lancashire, Cheshire, Vagabonds 17, Hoylake 45. In the Women's NC1 North West, Vagabonds 22, Halifax 37. The Ravenscroft Manx Trophy, Ramsey Reds 31, Western Vikings and Eastern Barbarians 65. And a friendly between Vagabonds under 15s Vag- and Wellington Park under 15s was Vagabonds 36, Willington Park 67. Turning now to hockey in the Ladies Premier League, Valkyrie 7, Castletown B 0. Vikings 1. Castletown 1, Men's Premier League, Vikings 0, Castletown 0, Valkyres 3, Backers B 0, Backers 10, Ramsey 1. Ladies, Division 1, Vikings B 0, Valkyres B 3, Backers B 6, Ramsey 2. And Harlequins against Backers C is a late result. Men's Division 1, Harlequins 12, Harlequins B 1. And Vikings B, Valkyrie's B, another late result. Ladies Division 2, Valkyres C 1, Castletown uh, Castletown D 3. And Ramsey B against Harlequins B was a home win. And Castletown C, Vikings C, late result. Men's Division 2, Castletown B4, Backers Colts 2, Ramsey B against Backers C, a home win. In the mixed under-15s league, Vikings 0, Harlequins 5, Backers 4, Castletown Sharks 0, and a late result for Valkyries against Castletown Sabres. So, we'll be hearing, as I said, from Ben Cunningham on hockey later in the programme, and we'll have a rugby report from Dave Christian, but we will begin, as ever, with... Football, we say good evening Tony Meppam and uh, Tony, um, I think before we get into the league, let's start with the FA Cup because um, that was a big win uh, for essentially your team, Corinthians. Um, unexpected, but again, job done. 4-0. Yeah,
2: it's just one of those because uh, you can go into a game too confident and it can cost you uh, dearly in those 90 minutes, but uh, you know, Bradner a good side, and improving side every week as we say, because a young team, uh, a lot of young players there, 16, 17 year olds and uh, today they frustrated uh, Corinthians I think at the start but then Ryan Gartland got the first and then it was uh, Luke Murray who uh, came off the bench and uh, he scored uh, to make it uh, 2-0 and then uh, Ryan Gatland got, or Luke Murray got the third sorry, and then Ryan Gartland got the fourth so comfortable win in the end but it uh, just gives Braden a pointer Dave of uh, if they do get promoted mm. what sort of uh, quality they're going to face next year
1: and uh, also as well just if anyone's wondering about the FA Cup the draw will be made next week
2: Draw, draws done for this one because this was an outstanding game. Oh, right. That was okay. left over, but there yeah. is a draw next week, yeah. Dave. That's we, for next sorry, week, yeah.
1: We've got the uh,
2: ECAP uh, FA Cup uh, quarterfinals and uh, we're all set up. Uh, Dan and Brooke, one of them, we met with them this week and uh, they're going to do the draw next uh, Saturday for the semi-finals and uh, the finals uh, posted down for Easter Saturday.
1: Um, we've got to start really up at Laxey. What a game. 6-3 to Laxey against Russian United. And that's a massive blow to Russian's title hopes.
2: Yeah, I don't think, uh, to be fair, Dave, Russian in themselves yeah. thought, I know what you're saying. Uh, yeah. until, I know uh, I'm bigging it up.
1: <laughs> I'm bigging it up. But because, even so. Because
2: they, uh, they did ever so well. And it was uh, the old man again, uh, Aaron Hall, who got uh, the two goals for Russian to give them the 2-0 lead. And it was looking uh, pretty good. But uh, sort of uh, Laxie just uh, battled back. And it was a real good uh, battle in the end. And just trying to find out some information um, on the way the scoring went because it was uh, uh, Hawley who made it uh, 1-0, I think it was. Yeah, Hawley got the uh, second one. And then it was uh, just a battle and to and fro and of who was going to uh, sort of take the lead. Will Cowan got two of the goals for Laxey. Brody. Patience got one. Ethan Hawley now. Now that's Aaron Hawley's nephew. Wow. So uh, it was Ethan, I think, who gave Russian the lead. I think he got the fourth one. And uh, Sammy Gallen got one and Joe Walters got the other one. So that's a, a great performance. The other goal for Russian was a known goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just shows you when Laxie, when it comes together, they're a side to be reckoned with. And mm-hmm. it's so frustrating. When you look at those players there, Will Cow- uh, Cowan's been kicking around for a while. He's still a young lad. Uh, but an excellent player and getting better. Uh, Brody Patience is an island player. We know that. Ethan Hawley's just turned 16 not long ago and is playing really well. Sammy Gellin's not only an excellent boxer, but a great footballer. And Joe Walters is is tremendous when he's he's fit. So it's a great result for them. But, um, you know, it's getting that consistency going, Dave, to keep them mm-hmm. climbing up that table. But today with those three points,
1: they move above Russian. So let's talk about Russian United then, mm-hmm. because a year ago they were in a title race with Air United. Uh, just you know, they they edged ahead, but Russian were really strong. But that's their seventh league defeat this season. What's going on at Russian?
2: Yeah, it is. I think um certainly, certainly, Russian will look at it. Uh, players, they, 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 they are one out. of
1: the they're one of the giants of Manx football.
2: They are, they are, and um you know, at the moment, um you know, for a Davies, FCL of Man, then you've got Mikey Williams, mm-hmm. uh, FCL of Man, you've got Alex Maitland, FCL of Man, Dean Kearns, FCL of Man. You know, it's it's not FC Aleman's fault. I know, we've talked about this
1: many times, but yeah.
2: The boys make the choice where they want to play, but it just sort of penalised them a little bit. But I think, um, you know, certainly the run that they've had lately, uh, Nick Robinson's had them playing really well, scoring uh, good goals and just playing with a bit of swagger, Mm -hmm. uh, if that's the right word. But, you know, today that's a a big blip. Okay, to lose to Laxie, no it's not, but to Mm. lose by, well, three goals, Mm -hmm. 6-3, is is a big dent in their armour and they'll be frustrated that they couldn't keep marching on because they've got a massive game, Cup game now, next week at home against uh, Corinthians and, um, you know, that's going to be a belter.
1: So, back to last September, we're sat here yep. and someone says to you, come March, Union Mills will be second in the Premier League. A 5-1 win away at Onken today, that makes, um, because Corinthians obviously played in the Cup today, but Mills are now, OK, they've got played four games more than Corinthians, but... They are now second in the Premier League. Yeah,
2: Uni Mills have actually played uh, five games more now. As oh, five as it five yeah.
1: games now. So you know that's incredible. But
2: let's give credit to the team because they had a bit of a blip just uh, you know around Christmas time, just after Christmas. But they've got together. If you could text us through, please, your score is one six six, one seven seven. It'd be handy. But again, you know, Onken today frustrated them a little bit from what I heard. Uh, but then once they got going. Uh, they, they, they were flying. And when you look at defensively, they're strong. But up front is where it all happens. I don't. Jordan Crawley didn't play last week. But if you played uh, today, him, Luke Booth and uh, Tyler Hughes, they're, they're lethal in front of goal. And midfield works so are hard. And the boys just finish it. And Luke Booth, uh, one of the goals I saw him score uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, absolutely fantastic. He's on fire.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Peel obviously played more games than Corinthians again, but they're getting the points in the bag.
2: They are, and uh, uh, let's go back to Uncan Aaron Christian was ball. Oh, yeah. but uh, certainly today the Peel and St George's game. I watched this one, mm-hmm. uh, Dave, and there was a lot of chances. Two uh, great saves by Johnny Myers. Johnny Myers was in goals today because he struggled with an injury. They had no keeper, uh, but uh, Johnny pulled off two belted saves. Uh, one to his left, one to his right, uh, and just uh, kept them out. And then it looked as if uh, Peel we're going to be given a penalty, but um, the referee didn't give it. And, and that, that's fine. Thomas Brown came across and looked as if the defender clipped him, but, you know, the referee's in a good position. And in the second half, Peel had so many chances, but Sir George has managed to just block them or just restrict them. And one hit the bar and came down and cleared off the line, and another one hooked off the line, and Johnny Myers saved another one away from the line. And then when the penalty shout on 89 minutes, uh, Sean Quay looked as if he... He sort of uh, held back the uh, forward, couldn't make him jump. And uh, it was Paul Whitehead who stepped up to take it, put it to the goalkeeper's right-hand side. Johnny chose the right way to go to, but Johnny's not the tallest of players and just couldn't quite reach it. It's a shame, really, because the game just had nil-nil written all over it because Peel had no luck. So George just kept chipping away. And uh, the way it was, uh, Peel got the three points and probably on chances that they had was deserved, Dave.
1: But isn't that the kind of, isn't that the way football goes, Tony, when things are going well in these kind of games and when things aren't going well, you know, you lose one nil to pretty much a last minute penalty, yeah. you know, and as I say, and that's how titles are won. I mean, a, a, Arsenal, again, you <laughs> just say, but <laughs> yeah. the 97th winner, you know, you think if they win the league, Premier League, the English Premier League by a point, you know, and again, with... Corinthians have still got to play those games in hand, of course, but this is a big point, a big three points for Peel.
2: It's a huge three points because I think um, they knew it was going to be tricky. I spoke to one or two of the, the uh, committee members uh, before the game today and just said this is a huge game for us because St George's, you know, Sean Quay, Kieran McNulty, Chris Bass, uh, Josh Kane, Morgan Naylor, Ashley uh, Higginbottom, when you see those sort of players, Julian Ringham, uh, you just thought, yeah, it is. But uh, Chris Bass took a bit of a knock, and Johnny Quirk took a knock, and you just thought this is going to go to Peel. But no, it's huge, and this is what happens, Dave. Uh, there's still a lot of games to play, and when you look at it, that's Peel's 18th game. They've only got six left to play. Mm. As where Corinthians have only played 14, they've got 10 to play, mm. and you just can't see Corinthians winning all them games to put them in the mix with it. And you know, to me, it's between uh, Peel and Corinthians yeah. because Union Mills now have played 19. Mm. Um, one game more than Peel
1: and they're... Uh, 14 points behind. So yeah. yeah, so it, mm.
2: it's it's just, um, you know, it's frustrating for them, but, you know, it's the way it goes.
1: Uh, St. George's, uh, I keep mentioning this, We we did we say 14 points was the magic mark? We uh, think, 14 points. Is, yeah, yeah, and they're on 17 and too good to go down and uh, too far ahead to go down, even though they've played a lot more games than all the teams below them, apart from Douglas Royal. Um yeah, they're not going to get sucked in now, are they?
2: I don't think they will. Uh, and the players are there good enough, you know, to get the points. And, you know, they've been a huge club over the years and um, they've got no combination side at the moment. The only thing I look at it is you've got sort of Keelan McNulty will keep chipping away. But, you know, Sean Quay, Chris Bass, you know, they're thirty-nine, 39, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so do they carry on? They've got young children who want to uh, come through and play football. So... Um, it's a difficult time for them. Johnny Myers, you know, start starting to pick up the injuries now because, again, they're all the same age, today, I mean. Nine. Um, so it's it's one of those, but, you know, they're a good club and hopefully they can rebuild, get a combination side and then, you know, get uh, two teams up and running again.
1: An excellent point for Douglas Royal today, away at Moran. Now, normally you'd kind of maybe expect a 2-2 result, but the situation that Royal are in, similar to St George's, every point counts.
2: Well, it does, and um, that's what you've got to do is uh, when the pressure's on let try and get them. And there's going to be more and more games like this, Dave, coming up. And uh, I've got a bit of a uh, match report on this one, if I can uh, yep. find it. And it's well written <laughs> by a uh, professional broadcaster, so you would expect it to have a lot of detail in. And it has. And that's uh, from Rob Pritchard. Thanks, Rob, for putting it through to us. For Classified, it was around uh, 2, Douglas Royal 2. around one nil up at half-time with a close-range header from Conor Gilbert in the first minute. But chances were very few ...during the rest of the first half. In the second half, Royal equalised with their five minutes... ...through a well-taken low strike from Andy Asbridge... ...after some neat link-up play with Simon Dooley. Royal then took the lead with just over 15 minutes left... ...when Asbridge got his second slotting home 18 yards... ...after a precise through ball from Dominic McCarry brennan Moran responded well and had Royals penned into the own half... ...and got their equaliser in the last ten minutes... ...when Mikey Callister... Cross from uh, the left, deflected into the path of Tom Redmond, and on the left, who volleyed low past the keeper into the bottom corner. Overall, draw probably a fair reflection of a game which there wasn't much to separate both sides. But then also, uh, there was a little uh, thing that came in on it, was that uh, Royal uh, to Moran, well, tough place to go and get points. This is from Douglas Royal to uh, Moran, and a draw was about the right result. And what was nice about it was Stuart Neen, The referee handled the game, a very difficult game, excellently as usual. So congratulations to Stu and well done to both teams for putting a show on.
1: Um, So, as I say, and really a big point for Moran as well because they're just above the relegation zone, um, but it's kind of, I mentioned St. George's, it does look like a four-way fight to avoid the drop. And we'll come to the other game in a moment, um, which was... If anyone really did need a result today, it was Douglas High School old boys. And they came close, but St. John's United just pipping them. Yeah, it is.
2: And uh, Callum Taggart once again. Callum got the first, Callum got the second for St. John's, but it went 1-1. And it was, uh, thanks to Dean Turton, uh, Alex Andresi, I think it is, uh, got, uh, it was from a corner, but Veggie flapped in his own goal or something. Uh, I think that one. Yeah, old boys won two. And um, 16 years of age playing his first team debut, so well done to uh, him. But, um, yeah, St John's, you know, the combination side played last night and they won 5-1, but the first team today... Uh, with uh, Dean Lee playing for FC Isle of Man tonight, not available, uh, but uh, Callum's taking the responsibility, and staying fit, that's the main thing for Callum, is a uh, great goal scorer, a great player, but uh, fitness-wise, uh, at times, he can get caught out and be missing for a few weeks, but today he got the, the three points for Jonas.
1: Yeah, the, the draw between Douglas Rawl and Moran kind of keeps them both in there. A win for either might have just edged them out, but... Um, it's looking not so good for Onken and it's not looking so good for Old Boys, although it's still a lot of points available on the board and not much to make up at the bottom there.
2: Yeah, well, you'll look at Onken. Onken have got uh, games in hand. Uh, they've got four games in hand on, uh, uh, was it Dutch three Royal. games in hand? On... They've
1: got four on Royal, they've got two on Moran yep. and, and two on Old Boys as well. So Onken have got lots of games in hand, but, you know, games in hand doesn't, Put you, the, It gives you the opportunity to rise up, but you've got to get them points.
2: Of course you have, and uh, that's the problem with it all, is because, you know, great result last week for Onken uh, when they drew 2-2 with Air United. But, um, you know, they'll be playing against these teams at the bottom, and as I've uh, said now, we're in the business end of the season now, so everyone's battling for mm. every point to try and survive yeah. in this kind of like Premier League. And you've game. got to say, really,
1: maybe Onken are battling. that They've drawn more games than any other team in the Premier League.
2: Yeah, and the promoter side from last year and deservedly so. Very young team, Yeah, uh, but uh,
1: it's one of them. You've just
2: got to let the players uh, develop and, and see how it goes.
1: Who has lost more Premier League games this season? Okay, they may have played more, but who has played more? Who has lost more league games between Union Mills and Onken? Probably Union Mills. Union Mills they play are, second, are second in the table. Onken are second bottom. Yeah. Mills have lost seven games this season. Yeah. And I think I've got Onkin on six. Maybe it might be seven now. It might be the same, actually. It could be the same amount. But even so, that's incredible. And it just goes to show, you know, win or bust or just claw, claw those points. That's football.
2: Well, it is because you're going back to St. George's and uh, you look at Air United, they didn't play today. They've only played 16. But now St. George's have played 17. Um, Douglas Royal have played 17. Brown have played mm. 15 and Onken have played 14, and Old Boys have played 15. Yeah. So there's still plenty of games in Mm. there, Dave. 24 they play, Mm. so there's still nine games to play. Sorry,
1: as I say, I hadn't got the Onken result on here, so it is actually seven defeats for them. So exactly the same number of defeats as the team as Union Mills. But Union Mills have won 10, Onken have only won two. And and well done to, uh,
2: you know, Paul Guyver. Let's give him some credit because he uh, left coaching at Old Boys to take the the number one job, if you like, at Union Mills. And uh, he's done a really good job. But when they had that blip, it's like anything, you you know, it's then getting the players back into sync again to uh, challenge for what uh, they deserve. Because let's face it, to have them second in the league at the moment, they've got railway cup semi to play when we can get that played. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, well
1: done to them. Uh, only a couple of games in Division Two today. Uh, Castle Town romping to a thirteen-nil win over Douglas Athletic. Just to put some meat on the bones,
2: uh, thanks, Steve. I've just got the goal scorers oh, for uh, Union Mills. Oh. Tyler Hughes with a
1: hat trick. Yeah, and Luke Booth got two. Sorry, got I've two. got a note don't on that worry, as well. Don't worry. So there you go. Don't okay. Worry. Yeah. So Castletown, um thirteen times they found the net against Douglas Athletic.
2: Yeah, and it uh, was only what a couple of games ago that uh, Douglas Athletic conceded ten as well. In one of the games, I think it might have been against St Mary's, but uh, today that's a tough one, 6-0 at half-time. Uh, Nathan Cardy with four, Edson De Silva with their uh, four, Alex Crawley got two of the goals, Adam Lane got one, Ollie Shearer and Fingal Watterson uh, got the other one. So big statement by uh, Castletown there, challenging at the top of the table. They've still got games in hand, but uh, St Mary's, uh, Michael and Braddon looking over the shoulders now with this form that castletown is showing
1: yeah um that does keep castletown there third in the table but um yeah not too far behind michael united so it is still a four-way fight and the fact that mary's have played a couple of games more than um the, the teams just below them so yeah it's um i think we talked a few weeks ago that it was looking more like a two horse race but that it really is becoming a four-way fight now
2: yeah it is i think uh certainly the problem is uh you know Bradon have been held up with a league game today because uh, they had the cup game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sort of uh, Michael, uh, you know, lost out to uh, Castletown last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was a bit of a show. But where the tricky one, Dave, is when the backlog of fixtures starts to try and clear where you've Mm -hmm. got night games and stuff, people being available. There's Mm -hmm. always some silly results that uh, turn up and that's when the pressure really shows.
1: And um, Michael United was the other win today, 4-1.
2: Yeah, good performance, uh, this one, and a uh, little bit of report on uh, this one, if I can uh, find it, and it was uh, Colby 1, Michael 4, Liam came with 3, Kieran Lane with the other goal, three goals inside the first five minutes gave the Greens a commanding lead, uh, second half Colby came back into the game and got one back, but Michael still controlled the game, Liam came with a hat-trick, So uh, well done to them and uh, back on form after last week's shot result.
1: Into the Canada Life combination one we go and they keep marching on. Russia United, another victory today. Maximum points so far this season, 7-0 this time over Laxey.
2: Yeah, and when you look at uh, their stats, you're getting a bit like Rob now. Oh, when you look at their stats uh, <laughs> now. They played fifteen and one fifteen, drawn none and lost none. So uh, absolutely incredible. And um, you know, to me, it's just uh, waiting for them to win this league. But today, seven nil against uh, Laxi. Laxie sixth in the league, so good performance. Joe Reed with two of the goals. Uh, Luke Roberts as well, one of the league's top goal scorers uh, with a couple. Uh, Steve Harris with one. Jamie Cadwallader and Chris Shiman on the uh, score sheet as well. So another great result for us.
1: Yeah. Just briefly on that. I mean. I don't know if we can talk about this or not, but with Russian United, their first team are doing okay. Their combination are doing fantastic. Are there players in the combination that should be in their first team, or the first team players playing in the combination to win the? You know, is the fact that, that nothing's going to really happen in the Premier League for them this season? That um, yeah, let's let's go for glory in the combination, or is it? Or are they putting their best team out in the Premier League?
2: I look at um, Russian's uh, team. I looked at it last week, and yeah, I think it's pretty good. Um, so no when I look at Jamie mm-hmm. Cadwall he's a first team player but I don't think it's Jamie's choice I mm-hmm. think it's just you know if you're not playing well uh, you know Nick will put you in the combination so uh, Joe reed has been playing for the first team a couple of goals mm-hmm. Luke Roberts has always scored goals wherever he's gone and I think Luke's just happy enough in the combination but uh, Steve Harris Chris Shearman um, you know Chris has been about he plays the first team but it's one of them as you get a little bit older mm-hmm. uh, you've got other commitments and stuff and uh, I'm not saying Chris is that old but He's uh, he's still a good player. So, no, people do say that to me. Oh, they're concentrating. They want to win the combination league. But when I look at, uh, you know, sort of uh, the first team now uh, with Stevie Ridings in there, you've got uh, Lazaridis mm-hmm. in there. You've got other players, you know, quality mm-hmm. in there. Luca Moretta. Um, you know, if you don't let these good players, you know, play mm-hmm. where they want to play, where they're happy, well, this is, what age they are.
1: That's what's what I'm going to come to next. I mean, so someone like Cadwalader, I'm just using him as an yep. example. Is it better to have him playing full ninety in the combination or sitting on the bench for the Premier League fixture, and he might not even get on?
2: Jamie's a first-team player, as far as I'm concerned, mm. but I don't know if he's been injured or whatever.
1: But I'm just—I'm not—I'm not, uh, I'm not but, using him. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just using him as an example. I'm not talk. I don't want to talk about him individually. I'm just—you know—what do you do? Do you use? Do you have a, the best squad for the Premier League, or do you kind of, you know, get a couple of players on the bench that you know, will do a job? But you say instead of having your, you know, your top fourteen on on the ready for the for the Premier League fixture, you, yeah. s- you see the point I'm making. So yeah,
2: yeah, I think some players, well, it's them fringe players, Dave, mm. who are fringe first team, and if they're not getting in, they say, well, I'll go and play in the combi. Mm. If you t- if the team is winning like uh, Russians is, then you know you want to play in the combi. But to me, keeping everyone happy, keeping everyone happy. But to me. If you're involved in sport, you want to play yeah. for the best team that you're allowed to play for.
1: So if that means two minutes on a Saturday coming off the bench for the Premier League as opposed to a full run out in the combi.
2: But that's a player's choice and that's mm. a management's choice because I think management are usually pretty good. When they see that they can't give a certain player a regular sort of shot at playing, mm-hmm. starting and having good minutes, then he'll say, listen, do you want to run out in the combi? And, uh, you know, if you're dropping down at the Russians combination, I'm not saying it's exact Mm -hmm. like first game, but it's a good team. Yeah. So uh, you'd go in there and give it a bash, but it's up to the individual.
1: All right. I'm waffling on as usual. No, no, Uh, not at all. It's interesting (laughs) questions. It's good. Okay. um, So let's get to the other games as well. Uh, Onken with an 8-0 win against Union Mills.
2: That's a brilliant result. And uh, if you could text us through, please, uh, 166177. Um, just with the goal scorers for uh, Onken. They're usually pretty good, but obviously yep. the person who does it might be away, but that's a cracker
1: result that for Onken. And 1-1 uh, between Royal and Moran.
2: Yeah, that's all the information I've got. Uh, thanks, Fitzy, for the, for the score, but uh, yeah, again, if you've got the goal scorers, it'll be
1: handy. And we'll go into DPS Limited Combination 2 and uh, some games in here, a couple of games. Uh, we'll start yeah. off with Michael winning 4-1 against Colby. Yeah, I think you've got
2: one at the top of the sheet there, Dave. Air 2 uh, Corinthians 5. Um, Danny Orham with oh. two. Danny Orham actually won uh, the league. Sorry about and that. Evertham. Yeah, missed Don't that. worry. Yeah. Won the league okay. and everything with their United last year and transferred uh, back to Corinthians this year. He got two. Joe Middleton, um, usually watch a Man United play, to be honest with you, but uh, today he uh, stayed on the island and played for Corinthians. And uh, Tom Williams, another good young player coming through for Corinthians, uh, got the other one. So 5 2 to a finish for Corinthians. My apologies, man. So
1: let's go into the uh, combination two then. And as I said, uh, 2 2 between Douglas and District. I said no. Yeah, we'll do Douglas and District 2-2 with Braddon.
2: Yeah, 1-1 at half-time. It was uh, Douglas and District uh, took the lead. Harry stole uh, straight from uh, the corner. And then uh, Braddon got the equaliser. And then Braddon made it uh, 2-1 until uh, Dan Robson uh, got a penalty in the last minute and held his nerve and scored as well. So it finished up D&D. Two, Braddon, two. Haven't got Braddon's goal scorers.
1: Uh, Michael United, 4-1 winners over Colby. Was. Good
2: performance by uh, Michael today. Carl Moore with one. Nathan Farragher with a goal. Uh, Connor Godoni and uh, John Workman completed the scoring.
1: Excellent. OK, I think that's it. We've got
2: uh, Foxdale, Jim's one. Foxdale oh, right. four. Again, uh, uh, Charlie's yeah. summer, Tuba, uh, I think it is, with two. Callum Wade got one. And uh, Barton Beaumont And don't forget the Paul Rose v St. Mary's. Uh, big derby down there. um Groves Road, Springfield Road, nil nil at half-time. So, Paul Rose uh, putting a commanding performance from the second half, St Mary's. Three goals from James McGinn and uh, Liam Bowley completed the scoring with a 4-0 win for St Mary's. And just
1: wait combination two, it's between Ramsey Youth Centre, uh, Maloub and St Mary's at the top of the division.
2: Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, Ramsey Youth Centre have uh, won it before. Uh, so, we'll see how it goes. But when you look at it uh, with uh, St Mary's, St Mary's have only played 15. Um, so, if they uh, played their two games in hand, they would actually go uh, top. But if uh, Malou won their one game in <laughs> hand, they would uh, go on to 41 points. So, ahead of. Uh, St Mary's and Ramsey Sentinel. Lots but. of ifs and buts in there.
1: So, but Absolutely. we've got ifs and buts about. Uh, just stay with us if you can, yep. Tony, before you head off, um, because uh, yeah, ifs and buts about who's going to be representing F.C. Isle of Man tonight in their Northwest Counties Premier League uh, Premier Division fixture against Winsford United, and to find well, out like who is game. going on, we'll, game, so in fact, uh, we'll hand, it. uh, he's obviously quite not ready for us at the moment. <laughs> But uh, we'll try to head over down to the bowl and link up with uh, Rob Pritchard if he's not too busy signing autographs and chatting to fans. Uh, Over to you, Rob. What do you know about tonight's game?
0: (laughs) Thank you, Dave. No autographs inside, but, uh, well, it's a nice thought, isn't it? Yes, welcome to the bowl. We are... Not too long, I guess, from uh, kickoff now. Just have a quick check. Well, exactly 30 minutes from kickoff for this NWCFL Premier Division clash between FC Aleman and Winsford United. FC Aleman back on home soil after two weekends away. One of those, they reaped the rewards getting three points at Ashton Athletic, but late heartache last time out at Davy Moran Park where a late Matthew Davies goal saw FC Aleman go down 1-0 away at Presswich Hayes. But despite that, there's a real feeling in recent weeks that FC Aleman may just be turned. Turning a corner and that the all the efforts going in and the transition that the side seems to be going to is starting to come together well we have the team news for both sides we'll start with the home side fcl of man and it is as follows in goal number one dean kearns and then it's number two carl clark number three jacob crook number four jack mcveigh number five alex maitland number six owen sherrod number seven steve whitley number eight michael williams number nine and the captain sean doyle Number 10, Ronan McDonnell, and number 11 is Charlie Higgins. The substitutes for FC Isle of Man, number 12, Frank Jones, number 14, Dean Lease, number 15, Kyle Watson, number 16, Tom Creer, and number 17 is Jamie Corlett. And for the visitors, Winsford United in goal number one, Aaron Lyons, and then it's number two, Matthew Coughlin, number three, Richard Peters, number four, Adam Barlow, number five, and the captain, Stephen Jenyons. Number six, Daniel Kerr. Number seven, Oliver McDonough. Number eight, Gabrielle Mooney-Munoz. Number nine, Ashley Woods. Number 10, Jack Hart. And number 11 is Kevin Exel. The substitutes for Winsford United. Number 12, Dylan McMahon. Number 14, Elliot Booth. Number 15, Benjamin Chesters. Number 16, Samuel Keenan. And number 17 is David Short. Your referee this evening is Alexander Phillips, and his assistants are Matty Shaw and Jack Malin. Well, the last time these two teams met was all the way back on the 19th November and it was one of those days to forget for FCR of man. Winsford United, comprehensive winners at the Barton Stadium by three goals to nil. However, the man who scored all those goals for Winsford United that day, Nathan Cottrell, a hat-trick for him. He's not included in the squad today, nor is their other top scorer. So, possible winsford united do they have to maybe just chop and change a little bit but they do have quality in this side one name that instantly stood out and that tony I saw last season number eight gabriel mooney munoz played for withenshaw amateurs last season a really tidy midfielder agile technically good on the ball so FC man will really have to keep an eye on him they learned some lessons from coming up against him last season FC Isle of Man they're targeting three wins in four if they can get a result tonight and depending on results around them in the league this weekend if they were to win they could go as many as 10 points clear of the relegation zone going into the final games of March and April in this league season that would be a lovely cushion for them to have but it will be a tricky job up against this Winsford United side they've had a recent boost in form themselves they're undefeated in their last four with two wins and two draws and as I previously mentioned they're comprehensive winners over FC Isle of Man all the way back at toward the end of 2022, so can FC Alavman bounce back on home soil, or will Winsford United make it five games unbeaten? FC Alavman versus Winsford United kick-off here at the Bowl at 6 p.m. We'll have full live match commentary on Manx Radio AM 1368 and digital. Thank you, Rob Pritchard, down at the Bowl. Um,
1: a quick reaction, Tony, to tonight's team news, and also the, you know, a and, and massive game again for FC Alavman.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say it's massive pressure on them because I think they've done the job that they needed Mm -hmm. to do was just get themselves into a little bit of security. But um, it's always nice to take points away from a team that's just above you in the league. And if they could get three here, then I think that's them pretty well uh, safe. There's uh, a lot of games still to play, Mm -hmm. but um, the other teams have got to get points where... Well, we thought this a while ago.
1: You know, we thought, oh, that's it now. You know, they're pulling away, but they got sucked back in again. And that's the danger, isn't it? Getting sucked back in.
2: Well, it is. And, um, you know, I think um, at the moment, Paul's got the team playing with confidence. Uh, Key players coming back in. Doyle is captain, yeah. You know, Frank Jones uh, coming back in there. Luke Murray's uh, Mm. played today and scored two. And I'm sure he'll up his training now for FC Alaman. It all just helps him if other players uh, get injured. Obviously, Ben Wilkinson's injured, so he's going to be out for a while. But Dean Kearns comes in tonight. He plays. And uh, James Rice is uh, due to be back in training shortly. So it's all looking good for him.
1: Right, we've got two minutes because you've got to get going. Mm -hmm. Um, There's obviously women's football. It's great to have a full fixtures last week. Hopefully we'll have full fixtures again tomorrow. Um, Just over uh, around 10 days ago, the FA did the uh, trying to introduce more girls coming into football. And it looked a great success. It looked absolutely fantastic. You know, you've got 16 new faces down at the bowl on the Wednesday evening. uh, And hopefully now steps can move forward.
2: Yeah, it's, it's brilliant and uh, you were at the meeting when there was 50 mm. odd people there originally. First off, Dave and her uh, working group was formed and um, the Isle of Man FA retain control of, of women's mm. football, all football on the Isle of Man and they were comfortable for a working group to be set up. Enthusiastic people there who all want to, um, you know, sort of have a little bit more of a, a say and push on football and we have no problems with that. And uh, yeah, it was really nice for 16 new players who possibly haven't played before. None of them, I don't think any of them had kicked Um, the ball before. Yeah, yeah. and I believe uh, three or four of them might have uh, gone to a club. Some have gone to
1: clubs, I know that as well. Yeah,
2: to try and help them. But what we need to do is encourage the players, Dave, Mm. that are already there playing, because I just think... um, They've just maybe lost a little bit of interest. Mm-hmm. So it's trying to find out how to rejuvenate that interest. It's hard, yeah, interest.
1: because, I mean, you, you have a fixture the next day or you're looking forward all week. All week you're looking forward to playing football on a Sunday and then the game gets knocked on the head because the other team don't have enough players. And then all of a sudden you start thinking, well, why do I bother? You know, and it, and it becomes, you know, it, it's a bit of a downhill slope. But it seems, though, that's being arrested.
2: Yeah, we're trying hard. We're all mm. sort of working together. And, and that's the important thing, Dave, is to mm. work together. You know, when you look at, um, you know, games tomorrow, you've got uh, Corinthians against Oncombe, Peel against Malou, and uh, Castletown against Douglas Royal. Now, Castletown last week, they only had seven again mm. uh, against Peel. Mm. But, you know, Peel just said, right, OK, we'll, we'll try and, you know, yeah. make it a game just so they can learn. But, you know, it, it, it's so, so difficult because, you know, with your daughter mm. playing, um, they come in and it's great up until they're about 16 and they keep saying... You know, why can't 15-year-olds play? They can in hockey, like yeah. Ben's lot. And, but it's and the contact stuff. sport thing, we isn't can't it? Do it. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's it. Your yeah, hands are tied. Yeah. And
2: the English FA, you know, aren't budging on it at all. Mm, okay. So we've just got to go with what we've got. But it was great to see. Well done to the working group and just well done to the girls, everyone who turned up to try mm. something different. And I think uh, they're now going to do another one on the 29th of March, okay, Wednesday night. Uh, just before Easter and
1: okay. um, just see if we can get n- more numbers. Good. Let's hope this continues. Tony, you really have to get going because you've got a game to cover for us tonight. Uh, for FC Isle of Man, thank you to Tony Mappham for your contribution to the programme. And uh, yeah, we've got five visiting teams to the Isle of Man today. Uh, obviously, FC Isle of Man will be hoping that they can make sure that Winsford United don't do what all the other four visiting teams to do t- today in rugby, and that is take the victory. And to find out exactly what happened today especially with uh, Winnington Park just beating Douglas. Hopefully we can get Dave Christian. There's a little bit of interference on the line, but hopefully you're there for us for Manx Radio. Dave Christian.
3: I am indeed, Dave. And uh, Douglas did have a very disappointing afternoon. Uh, It's the second week in a row they've had a cliched game of two halves. Last week they lost the first half and won the second. This week it was the reverse. They led 22-15 at halftime and lost out in the end 22-23. Uh, Brinson Elgrove, Bradley Bomar and Sam McCord all went in for tries for Douglas in the first half. Luke Hyland converted two out of three and added a penalty too. Uh, In the second half, though, they were unable to add anything and the try and a penalty were enough for Wellington Park to take the points. Uh, Douglas faced Glossop in their final game next Saturday at Portashie. Looking elsewhere in the table, there have been some good news for Douglas again this week. Uh, the two teams below them in the table, uh, Wilmslow and Broughton Park, both lost. Uh, Wilmslow lost at home to altrincham Kersal, and uh, Broughton Park were thumped 50-22 away at Furwood-Waterloo. Now, what all that means is uh, they go into their final match. Douglas have a nine-point buffer. Broughton Park have three games yet to play. Uh, and could still go past Douglas, as could Wilmslow. So uh, Douglas have Glossop next week. They're directly above them in the table. If they can beat Glossop at Portashie, happy days. uh, They're probably going to be safe. Uh, But uh, if it relies on Broughton Park and Wilmslow to do their closing fixtures, um, it might be a different story. Wilmslow have to play Anselmians away. Anselmians are the unbeaten league leaders. And uh, Wilmslow also have to go away to Glossop uh Broughton Park have two games left uh sorry three games left they've got Glossop at Broughton Park so Glossop is a common denominator here um they also have Altrincham Kersal at Broughton Park and they have Birkenhead Park at Broughton Park in their, their remaining three fixtures but uh, I think if Douglas pick up some points against Glossop it should be enough for them uh but they are still sitting reasonably comfortably in counties three ADM Lancashire and Cheshire though their story's a little bit different um vagabonds are bottom they only have a three point buffer uh, promotion and relegation hasn't yet been decided from this league uh, there may not be any relegation depending on what happens in the league below which is the entry league to the system um if uh, that league collapses through lack of uh, entries uh, vagabonds could well hold station but they are bottom of the table they've only won two from 17 this afternoon it looked like just they might be on the cusp of something special. Uh, half time they were uh, trailing by two points, 17-19, and uh, it took Hoylake a lot of effort in the second half to uh, finally come out winners, 45-17. I've had that corrected uh, from uh, 43-17, which how we initially reported. It. There's an extra conversion in there. Uh, a Cam Finley penalty gave Vaggers the early lead this afternoon. Uh, Hoyle kept back quickly though, there were tries from Sean Jardine, James McAnally and Jake Woods and two Jack Jones conversions and that saw them 19-3 ahead with half-time looming. Uh, Vagabonds forwards earned a penalty try in the closing stages of the first half and in the final play of the first half Cam Finley intercepted and converted his own try to leave it a two-point game. In the second half, though, Hoylake piled on the points. Woods and McInally both ran in their second of the match, and there were also scores from Johnny Webster and Matthew Ross, with Jones adding a further three conversions. In the ladies, it was uh, Halifax with the visitors at Bella Fletcher, and they won 39 22 with a strong second half showing after the teams turned around 10 10 at half time. Faye Burnhill put Halifax in front after 10 minutes. Sophie Henry then levelled for Vagabonds five minutes later. Rebecca Sharples went in for Halifax on the half hour. And tip for tat, Sophie Henry went in for her second three minutes later to level the scores. Early in the second half, Sarah Warburton finished off a Rebecca Sharples break for Halifax. Lucy Cochrane converted. They were 17-10 in front and never really looked back. Cochrane then created a score for scrum half Amy Jones that extended the lead. Rebecca O'Neill pulled one back for Vagabonds. Her first try for Vagas this afternoon, that reduced the deficit. Sammy MacDonald converted and there was just one try in it. But as the half wore on, tries from Francesca Sacco and Natalia Lang uh, removed all doubt. Corinna Daly went in for a late try for Vagabonds, but that was little more than a consolation. And in the final game of the afternoon at the Murick Park, there was a bit of a try-fest. Uh, 70 points to 31 was the final score. It was uh, Ramsey Reds, Western Vikings and Eastern Barbarians, and they all combined for the high-scoring affair. Uh, Ramsey's tries came via an Ed Knight hat-trick, plus tries from Conor McCocken and Matthew Meakin, with Joey Callow converting three. Conor Casey picked up five for Vikings, Kieran Neal and Josh Couttine got two apiece. And there were supporting scores from Ollie Creasy, Jack Richmond and Luke Ward. Aaron McPhee converted three and Harry Goodwin converted two. And one final game on the card was an under-15s friendly Vagabonds and Winnington Park. That was played as a curtain raiser down at Portashie. And the visitors took that one as well. Final score down there, Vagabonds under-15s 36, Winnington Park under-15s 67. (laughs)
0: Manx Radio
1: Sport. <laughs> My thanks there to, <laughs> to Dave Christian. I was on the flight over um, from Manchester this morning at 7 o'clock and most of the, uh, the Winnington Park, uh, I would known know, uh, Willington, Hoylake were on that flight and also the Vaggers um, women's team as well. And incredible that they, could obviously, I mean, Halifax... The Vagas women's team, the Halifax team to play Vagabonds. The fact they come from Halifax to get a flight from 7 o'clock at Manchester, you know how early you have to get there through security and everything, and then come to the Isle of Man and win. So well done to the visiting teams today. Um, Obviously not easy travelling here, but uh, was worth it. I mean, obviously we want the home guys and girls to win, but um, yeah, not to be. But thanks again to Dave Christian. Well, that report, we move on to hockey, Ben. Um Was that Even. you clearing your throat then? But, uh, <laughs> it might have been, might yeah. Have been, yeah. <laughs> no, it was me. <laughs> um Okay, um, we've got to start with um women's, the ladies' Premier League, and uh, Castletown drawing 1-1 at Vikings.
4: Yeah, that makes that league really interesting. So coming into that game, Cast Town A against Vikings A, there was one point between them, Cast Town A, uh were one point ahead of Vikings A and it still remains that a one all draw. Um Danny Coombs for Vikings A and e- Amy Seller with uh, for the goal for Cast Town A. Um mixed reports really. Both teams have said they had their chances where they just sadly couldn't finish them. Um but I think one all really shows how close that game was and I I had a feeling it was gonna be close and I did I was very brave with Rob, I did say I thought Castletown A might do it again, mm. but no, one all-draw. I think fair result there. Um, had Castletown lost? Had Castletown lost, then it would have gone the other way around. So Vikings A would then be top of the league mm. and Castletown would be second. So, yeah, so that's how uh, close it is. Yeah, it's one point, so one slip up by Castletown, one slip up by Vikings. That could be the league decided.
1: How far, how much do we have left? I of the... think
4: we've got off the top of my head I think we've got four or five weeks to go okay plenty to play for then yeah plenty it's all all starting to come very close (laughs) now
1: brilliant Uh, Valkyres though no problem seeing off Castletown B
4: yeah this was a must win game for both teams and Valkyrie's have really made sure they got the points today and this now puts Castletown now bottom of the league both these teams came into this game level on points level on goal difference so everything was riding on this game uh, Rebecca Plate with two, Imogen Manning with two, Ellen Cleeter with one, Andrea John with one, and Leanne Prescott with a goal. Okay, we'll move on to the Men's Premier League, and something
1: of a surprise, a nil-nil. Don't see that very often.
4: You don't see that that often in uh, the Premier League, and we've got one, uh, no, Vikings, Vikings and Castletown. Uh, b- yeah, between Vikings and Castletown, so yeah, a very close game, um, and that really has opened the gap a bit more at the top of this league mm. for the reigning champions and we'll get to that result shortly.
1: Okay. Uh well Valkyrie's uh, beating backers B three nil.
4: Yeah, uh were, were were ahead of Backers B in the league in here and they've very much kept their form up. Uh Chris Thomas, Chris Adams and Chris Cartwell I thought Valkyries were having me on when the when mm-hmm. when they when I got that through but no Chris Thomas, Chris Adams and Chris Cartwell with goals each for Valkyries.
1: And some breaking news, Amy Sellers for Castle Town. Yes, yes, Amy Sellers. Okay, brilliant. Uh so Backers against Ramsey 10-1.
4: 10-1. I cover this game on Saturday live. Uh 1-0 at half time though. To mm-hmm. Backers. Um Ramsey really put a very strong effort in in the first half but then tired legs started kicking in in the second half and backers just stepped it up another level. Um, Andy Whiting with four, Johnny Callow with three, Elliot Reed with one, Jamie Brown with one, and Kieran uh, Ledgwick with one. And then for Ramsey, it was Ed Fields.
1: So, yeah, just touching on, I mean, it's a bit of an obvious point, but again, fitness is pretty much, not everything, but it's crucial
4: when you when you look at the leagues premier league mm. that's that's the league where you've got to have everything spot on because the the higher teams in this league will punish you and it's quite clear there you know back as a, you know it was only 1-0 at half time mm. but second half they stepped it up so at half time they they must have gathered together and gone look mm-hmm. we need to step this up and they did and they come out absolutely on fire in the second half um, but, yeah, the Premier League, it's its very much... It's very demanding on fitness. Um, just had
1: another breaking message coming through um, about the ladies' Premier table. Um, I don't know how true this is, but it says, Castletown, a three-point gap at the top, as it doesn't include Wednesday night game, uh, which... Uh, and I don't have the rest of the message on that, so... It does, uh, yes.
4: So I stand corrected. So, yeah, thank you to... Uh, the textures send yeah. that through um yeah caston had a rearranged game midweek okay. um so yeah that's now them three points clear at the top there you go so oh, yeah right. there okay.
1: you go my stats are wrong that's okay <laughs> but thank you for it and it shows somebody's out there listening which is always it's nice to know people are listening (laughs) uh on to ladies division one the early game um the early push-off was uh, a valkyres b three nil win at vikings b yeah against vikings b yeah
4: i umpired this game and it was a really close game um could have gone either way but Valkyrie's uh got the win uh uh, Lauren Kenyuk with a goal Steph Cottier and Kate uh Kate Dawn with uh, goals for Valkyries.
1: Uh Backersby beat Ramsey
4: 6-2. Yeah, this is uh, quite a shock really because Ramsey were if I, if my stats are right I might get another text message here saying they're wrong. Um Ramsey were second and you know they were really uh you know keeping the chase up. Mm-hmm. But um, Backers B have really made a statement here. Um, Donna Harrison with three, Claire Mason with two and Leah Mella with a goal for Backers B and uh, Christina Camin with two goals for Ramsey B. But that really now opens the gap at the top of this league. Following the next result, we're going to talk about.
1: Well, I don't have that result. Harlequins against Backers C,
4: and that was a ten nil win for Harlequins A. Um, yeah, Harlequins A are really flying, and this uh, th- it looks like maybe this year could be their year to get into the Premier League. They've worked so hard, and I know I know that training, they you know putting the effort in, and that Rachel Middleton with four, Anna Hall with two, Emily Milton with one, Molly Swales with one. Amelia Batty with one, and Maisie Crelland with a goal.
1: OK, we've got some results to get in. We've got about four minutes to go. So we'll go on to Hollowquins uh, beating their B team 12-1 in Men's Division
0: 1.
4: Yeah, Ronan Santanatolio with five, Oren Blakemore with three, Ewan Wiley with one, Callum Crelland with one, Tom Hurd with one, Alfie Swales with one for the A team, and then for the B team, it was some fella called Ben Cunningham. <laughs> OK,
1: Vikings B against Valkyries B.
4: Uh, 4-2 win for Vikings B. Against Valkyrie's B, Cameron Room with two, Ben Dougal with one, Alex Birch with one for Vikings. And then for Valkyrie's, it was Kieran Gale and Mike Fowles. And
1: in Ladies' Division 2, a 3-1 win for Castletown D over Valkyrie's
4: C. And that keeps Castletown D at the top of the league. Isla Collister, Fern Bigazzi and Rachel Webb's goal for Castletown D. And then for Valkyrie's, it was Michelle Poyser. And
1: Castletown C against Vikings C.
4: 1-0 win for Castletown C, so they keep the pressure up on their D team and Kira Cooper with the goal.
1: Uh, men's Division 2, 4-2 victory for Castletown B over Backers Colts.
4: Yep, Christian Stereopolis with uh, 3, Al Ledge, uh, Ledge with two, uh, with 1 uh, and for Backers Colts it was Will Wiseman and Doug Quayle. Uh, mixed under 15s league, uh, Harlequins with a 5-0 victory against Vikings. Uh yes, I have the goal scorers. I've missed that message. Well we can come back go, to the, go back okay. come back to yeah, that. Yeah,
1: backers with a four 0 win over Castletown Sharks. Uh
4: Ross Grimsbury with two. Alice uh, K- uh Alice Alice Kaneen with one and Abs Maddox with one. Uh Valkyrie's against Castletown Sabres was the late one. And that was a seven four win for Valkyries. Uh I have the Valkyrie's goal scorers and that was Liam Harrison with three, Amber B- uh, Buchanan with two, and uh, Ryan Thomas with two. And I will have the goal scorers. So
1: the goal scorers for Harlequins in their 5-0 victory in the next under-15s league against They're Vikings. coming.
4: It's going through messages. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, I'll just play some music. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, while you're looking for that, you can maybe just quickly talk about um, what's going on off the island this weekend.
4: Yep, so our under-18s girls uh, had a rearranged game uh, in the uh, Tier 2 plate um, last week. Uh, they went away, unfortunately. They got there and found the pitch was frozen, so oh, man. it got called off the mm-hmm. game. So it got rearranged, and they went away last weekend. It finished 2-all. And they won it on flicks two one um so they're now into the quarterfinals where they meet um when they meet Alton and west uh Warwickshire girls under eighteens and this kicks off tomorrow at f- uh, three thirty so the girls are travelling tomorrow morning um so we really do wish them all the best yeah. because it's 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 gonna be such an achievement if they can make it into the semi finals. Um, and I, I really do hope that they do, because yeah. after the result last time where they came basically two all and then won it on flicks, you know, it shows that the Isle of Man really does. It'll be a journey does. home, that. yeah. Oh, it'll be a journey home, yeah. definitely. Um, Brilliant. But, yeah, and I can't find the message. Okay. The scores, of the, scores yeah. of the
1: Harlequins. Okay, unfortunate. Um, so, yeah. Ben, thank you so so much for your time. A no big worries. weekend of hockey next week as well, is there?
4: Uh yeah, more fixtures. Um yeah, leagues really starting to take shape now. Uh coming down to the um the promotion uh, and yeah. the relegation battles. Exactly. So,
1: okay. Ben Thank you so much again for your time and contributing to Manx Radio Saturday Sport Classified. But that's almost it from me. It's time to head down to Rob Pritchard at the Bowl for tonight's live coverage of FC of Man against Winsford United.
0: Manx Radio
1: Sport.